BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PSG Podcast. It's your girl Ebene. And like I always say, I'm super excited about this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we begin, let's do a little housekeeping. Um, please make sure to follow me on all social media platforms at the Professional Homegirl, at the PSG Podcast, and at Ebene Beauty. And for those of you that don't know how to spell my name, it is E-B-O-N-E. Um Next, make sure you visit my websites at theprofessionalhomegirl.com and at Ebony Beauty. And last but not least, make sure you rate and review this um, podcast, the PSG podcast, on all major streaming podcast platforms. So for the most part, we are almost everywhere. Um, this episode is sponsored by Ebony's Beauty, so please make sure you use your code PSG10 to receive some coins off. And please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's <laughs> begin. So... I'm really excited about this episode because I feel like right now we live in a world in a world where um, everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants yeah. to be an entrepreneur. And I think that some, a lot of times we forget about those who actually want to pursue a career in whatever field they want to go in and who actually love having a nine to five, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. So for this week's episode, I'm excited because I'm partnering up with my friend and she's like us. She loves her career, or she has like a definite set path on where she wants to go. And I think that a lot of times we need to shed light on where to go and how to get to a certain level when it comes to our careers. Because I don't think that we have enough dialogue when it comes to do's and don'ts and resumes and what to expect, negotiating, mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. So tell us a little bit more about your career progression from starting from the bottom and working your way <laughs> sure. up. Sure. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess I'll start by saying that I have been in the retail industry my whole life. Um, and mm-hmm. starting off, uh, my first job was actually Aeropostale, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but definitely like one of those. Okay. Yeah, everybody used to love those <laughs> Aeropostale. You know, like one of That's those Abercrombie right? kind of knockoffs. Um, yeah. You know, not quite the cool kids in high school, but definitely, you know, wanted to get a little taste of it. 
Um, and my next step up from there was Banana Republic. And then from there, mm-hmm. I actually got the opportunity to go into the luxury world of retail, which is um, obviously quite a bit uh, different and definitely a step up. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's honestly, it's interesting how within the retail industry, there is such a variance between companies, um, you know, in how the pay is and then also, you know, the benefits and also just understanding the clients as well. So, um, you know, my experience, I've always been an extremely hard worker. Um, and I think that I've taken every job I've ever had really seriously, even when I was folding clothes. Girl, you were probably folding the hell out of them damn clothes. You know, but I, I think that, you know, that I just viewed it, you know, you're building your foundation. And I think that, you know, one of the mistakes people make is they don't have that view. Like they just want to kind of hit the ground running and not put in the hard work that it takes. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. know if someone was telling me this recently that, you know, she thought it was kind of a millennial thing where we are quite entitled that we, you know, get into a company and immediately expect to be promoted within, you know, the first year or two. Um, and I don't necessarily right. think that's, just millennials um I think that's more so just people that are entitled that's what yeah people, I think that's yeah. just people that are entitled and honestly I mean I, I I work in customer service so I can tell you that millennials have never been a problem for me um when it comes to you know like entitlement it's actually people that are middle aged that are worse um so I think millennials get a bad rap in that way but I do think in general we are quite hard workers um I think that we just bounce around a lot And I think that our parents' generation, you know, their attitude was you get a job at a company and you climb the ladder. Yeah. You just stay there. You you know, you stick it out, you stay there and you climb the corporate ladder and then you get to the higher position. But unfortunately, that's not the way things work anymore Um, because a lot of – Which is – It sucks because, you know, (laughs) unfortunately, when you get your foot in the door with a company now – um, not every company has room for upward mobility. Um, you know, a lot of times they just want you, especially if you're super good at your job, you can kind of shoot yourself in the foot because they kind of just want you to do that position. Mm. Like you're so good that they don't really want to lose you in that position. So they'll just keep you there. Um, so you do kind of, I think, you know, the modern way to kind of build your foundation and, you know, build your career is instead of viewing it like, a ladder that you have to climb, you need to view it like a network of lily pads that you just kind of have to keep jumping around and you do kind of have to develop experience with different companies um, until you then climb, you know, from position to position. Because what happens is if you get in with one, uh, especially if you want to move salary wise, you know, you're starting at a certain base and your company knows that base when they're moving you up to the next position. So if you come in low, you know, this is where negotiating comes in. But if you come in, you know, a little bit lower, you could definitely be costing yourself a lot of money in the long run. Yeah. Damn. Which is a lesson that I learned um, with my last job. But we'll talk about that because I have a question. I I have a question for that. (laughs) Um, Do you think that education is important? And the reason why I said it is because I'm very big on Mm -hmm. education. But I feel like in a world that we live in now, education is not so much as value as experience is. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It's right. Not. And you know, this is what kind of sucks about our generation is that I think we were sold in high school 
you know, yeah. the education was like, if you didn't go to college, you were going to have, excuse the language, but like a shit life. Like you were not going to accomplish right. anything if you didn't go to school. And for that reason, so many of my peers, um, you know, got into you know, huge student loan debts, um, you know, trying to mm-hmm. pretty much just make themselves look good on paper. And I know people that went to school, they didn't even know what they were going to do. And they invested years of their life into, you know, kind of like a generic degree that, you know, the, the career that they have now has nothing to do. Don't have nothing yeah. to do with it. So myself I know. personally, I did not go to college and I did not mm-hmm. go because at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought that, you know, college, I viewed it as something where you go to college because you have a specific career path and you want to, um, you know, you want to have an education to back that up. And because I was so indecisive at the time, I just got so overwhelmed that there was this huge fear to, you know, going to school. And also financially, I just didn't want to take out the loans. Um, So I just went straight to Mm -hmm. work. And honestly, you know, now that it's been probably like 10 years since I graduated, um, I have found that education, uh, regardless of if a company is asking for it, you know, in the job profile, it really doesn't matter. Because I've been accepted for interviews where they were asking for a bachelor's degree. And I proudly have on my resume at the bottom my education, which is a high school diploma. Um, right. I think. Th- How do you feel about people lying on their resume when it comes to education? You should like, not. You really should not lie. That? They do check. Yes, <laughs> they do check. Um, you know, there's. Okay. And we'll get into this in a little bit, I'm sure, with your questions. Yeah. There are things. <laughs> That nothing you should lie about, but that you need to kind of you need, you need to, to fluff, fluff a little bit just to protect yes. yourself. But there, when it AKA money. but when it comes to lying, right. no, you should not put something like that on paper because they do check. And there have been people <laughs> that have been with companies for years, and then it came out that they lied on their resume and they got fired on the spot. Um. For sure, but something like I Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> just wasn't, wasn't doing them so good. You never know. People, you know, you never know how prepared they were. <laughs> don't lie, y'all. Well, we're going to yeah. lie, y'all, but don't lie on this. No, <laughs> you really should not. I mean, and I, you shouldn't lie. You should not blatantly lie about things like, you know, let's say you're in the sales industry. Do not say that you're the number one seller at your store yeah. if you are at the bottom of the barrel. Now, if you lie about that, you you don't deserve to be hired. Anymore. Yeah, that's just yeah. Dumb. I mean, but I've but I've known people that have done that, and that's why I'm saying don't do it because I knew somebody at my last job that did that, and they fired him because they at the end of the day, you know, when push came to shove, he really couldn't back up, um, you know, what he said in his interview and what he said on his resume. So they're gonna know. That's wow. the thing. If you blatantly lie, they're gonna know once you start the job. So you might get in. But you're never going to, you know, move up and you're not going to stay there long. Yeah. Child, just before you walk exactly. foot in, walk foot out. <laughs> so for those, I don't think we touch on your title. So you're one of the hiring managers within mm-hmm. your department and, you're, and you oversee Correct. two departments. So let's talk about some important factors when it comes to a candidate yeah. looking for a job. Because I'm pretty sure you interview a lot of people. Um, so before a person can even get to the interview part let's talk Mm -hmm. about resumes what are some do's and don'ts or some things that you look for when it comes to resumes um well for me you know one of the things you have to understand is pretty much you know the whole point of the resume it's supposed to be a pitch right it's supposed to be something that Mm -hmm. first of all the people the person reading it can easily look at 
and it tells a story of your career up to that point. Like can visualize Correct. exactly yeah. what you've been doing. I think that people, yeah. a mistake that people make is they get a little too wordy and they oh start God. talking in kind of this abstract way. Like, you know, instead of saying that you were, you know, a cashier that processed transaction oversaw the cleanliness of the cash wrap, they go into, like, I was a representative of the brand that uh, handled, you know, yeah, oversee the 20 <laughs> transactions per transactions day. And, that and it's just like, cash. what? Okay, so you <laughs> rang people up and you fold the clothes. Like, okay, got it. But. <laughs> Exactly. And if you think like me, if I see a resume like that, that, that lets me know yeah, that you're too chatty. Exactly. You and it much. also means it also means that you went on Google and you can put something together yourself in, you know, basic, you know, succinct English. Um mm-hmm. so I think there's that as far as content. Um visually, don't get too playful with it. Um I've seen seen people that have put like a headshot on their resume and i'm sorry no, they but, tried you it. know i don't know what industry that's okay for but i i definitely know that like for retail or uh you know like a basic desk job why do they need to know what you look like if you know what i think that people try to get creative yeah. but i think there's other ways you can get creative because we're the job i'm at now and i work yeah. in luxury as well um one of the things that i did that stood out was i used a different type of resume mm-hmm. paper yeah so i use like a really nice blue and i don't even like blue but the blue was just so pretty. It was like a nice, like sky blue um, paper, and really? I got complimented on it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like it was like, yeah, it was like a nice soft blue. Because I feel like when you're trying to look for a job, everybody's yeah. looking for a job. So it's like certain things you just have to stand yeah. out on. And I was like, let me just yeah. go for it. For mine, I mean, I always, I always say that you should use, you should buy specific resume paper. Um, I don't know if everyone should, yeah. you know, blue, like that totally fits with your like, personality. I could totally see that working. So I wouldn't yeah. necessarily recommend everyone <laughs> I mean, I'm to a, do that, but I'm a pink girl, but you know, you gotta be, it was very unique. It's very, oh, much. what's this? Yeah. Oh, a benet. Okay. I could see that. Um, <laughs> no, but I, as far as, you know, the layout goes, like, keep it simple and succinct. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to break up you, you want to start with, I, I don't really like, so on my resume, I'll just talk about myself then uh, for what I do on mine. Um, I don't right. like uh, objectives because I feel like they're dead. Yeah. I don't, I've never liked them. Just the whole idea of like uh, seeking a position with a company that I can grow at. And like, it just seems kind of odd. It's like everybody yeah. Doing so I, yeah. It sounds so old. my first thing that I lead with is a summary. And my summary is pretty much Mm -hmm. like my elevator pitch, which is, this is who I am. This is my current position. Um, These are like the top qualities that I have. And then I lead into, you know, an ending sentence with like, I value being able to create a memorable client experience, um, you know, while upholding, uh, you know, the policies or vision of a brand, something like that. Um, And then I go into Mm -hmm. work experience. So your work experience should be laid out, obviously, with your most recent and then going back in history and then education should be at the end. Now, I don't mean you should go to your first job. No. And this is the other thing. Yeah. People, (laughs) you need to clean up your resume. Now, I don't subscribe to the rule of it should be one page. Like, don't be militant about the one page. Oh, see, I do. No, but see, once you get into like you've held multiple positions, um, there's a lot that go, you know you can say about that. So sometimes it does spill over into a second page. And I think that's okay. Um, Depending of course, on what job you're going for. If you're going for a manager's job, I think it's, you know, probably better to be 
super detailed. If you're just going it's for possible. like, you know, a Macy's perfume counter job, like maybe they don't need to know, you know, your hobbies, uh, which I don't think you should right. have hobbies anyway. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. The awards so that you I got think the bottom line is for your resume, um, you know, keep it succinct. Don't get too fancy with the dialogue. Um, make sure that it tells a story and then also you should cater your resume to the position that you're applying for. And this is something that a lot of people don't do. They have one generic resume and they just pump that out. And if I'm sorry, but if you're really serious about, you know, getting a job or moving on from wherever you're at and you want to move into something better, you need to put in the effort. And that means that you tailor your resume to each job that you apply for. And you do that by going on the um, description of the job, uh, what they're looking for. And then you see how your experience fits in with that. Now, you don't copy, obviously, their wording, but you just give examples and bullet points on that resume um, that relates to what they're looking for, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about when the person get into the Mm -hmm. interview. Now, the first thing is, I know you can't judge the bias <laughs> People covers, do, though. <laughs> appear- yes, appearance yeah. is everything. So, first thing, do you think a suit is played no, not out? at all. Um, I think that, you know, the bottom line is you need to look polished. Um, right. And, you know, if you want to play, you can, I think for a woman, you have a little bit more wiggle room. Like, you don't have to do a pantsuit. Right. If you want, you can do... Um, you know, a dress, a dress, uh, you could do a skirt yeah. suit, you could do a skirt with a nice blouse, you know, a pair of heels. Um, but no, I don't think it's played out. I think that, you know, far too many people, uh, just, I don't know what they're thinking. You know, we, you and me had a conversation. This is kind of how this all came to be. I know. And I think I should get into that <laughs> and just give some background because I had a girl come in. Uh, Mm semi-recently for an interview and I was so distracted by her makeup and her jewelry (laughs) that it almost cost her that's on my next yeah um yeah it was just it was like 15 minutes into the interview before I could actually listen to what she had to say yeah and realize like oh she's actually a good candidate but I couldn't you know I couldn't get past the Amy Winehouse eyeliner and I feel like we live in a world now where people want to express right. themselves through their Everyone's a unique snowflake. They, they want to show that they have personality. Yeah, and I'm like, or people want to wear right. blue hair, pink hair. I'm like, girl, where no. are you going? Or have these long ass Tatiana <laughs> nails. Like, where are you? Makeup is like so, because you know, people do they judge do. you. You can be A1 when it comes to knowing your right. shit, but like appearances. It everything. is everything. And it is the number one thing that is in your control. And this is what people don't realize is, you know, you can't control if your experience aligns perfectly with the position. You can't control, you know, uh, if they're looking for somebody older or, you know, if let's say the hiring manager has a stick up their butt and they just don't like you. What you can control is how you present yourself. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people these days don't have the awareness um, of how they come across. Mm -hmm. Or they just, you know, unfortunately don't have anyone in their lives, um, you know, that has guided them in this way. See, that's why we're here, baby. So I think, you know, (laughs) when it comes to showing your personality, I mean, unless, I think if you're going for like, you know, a job as like a fashion designer or like graphic designer, then obviously you have a lot more leeway. But when it comes to most jobs, 
the bottom line is you need to look polished. You need to look neutral. The company wants to see a blank yeah. canvas that to know that you can then come into their environment and mold to what they need. So, you know, if you show up right. in like, you know, crystal, you know, flats and like, you know, these big wide pinstripe pants, which I have seen, um, it's very mm-hmm. hard to get past that. And it's very hard to envision you as a member of their team. Yeah. Right. So it's, they're, they're, distracted. It's, they're distracted. Yeah. And it does take, um, it does take a minute to get past that initial impression and keep the makeup nice the makeup and nice calm. and calm you when you're going in for an interview <laughs> it is not the time to try out that new burgundy eyeshadow that you got at sephora or that bright or like, yeah, liner like you know you're not going in for a job at sephora if you are okay play with it but you know you you really need to think like okay natural definitely favor natural right. and with the jewelry keep it to a minimum with the nail polish and i mean don't get me wrong it yeah sucks for sure but it's like at the end of the day you're trying yeah. to get a job so it's like you're gonna have to make do this in the is, depth until you get to but this is all part to. of the game it's 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 a game at right the, end of the day like um you know this is all part of the song and dance that you have to put on yeah that is true so let's talk about the yeah. interview process because i suck really when it comes to interviews i mean I am what? so horrible. I mean, I always get the job, but I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so you hard to believe. I know, like eventually, I warm up and I win some. I win the person over, but I just I I suck. Really, I don't know what it is. Like I hate. Well, interviews. I get the sweat in my palms. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say is some do's and don'ts in the interview? When it comes to looking for a mm. potential candidate. Well, um, the first thing I would say is, you know, for you as a candidate, you need to be prepared for the interview. And what that means is you actually need to practice um, the answers that you're going to give for certain questions. Because there are certain questions that come up in every interview. And if me right. as, uh, you know, someone who's interviewing you asks you a pretty basic question, um, you know, something that's common, something that I'm just trying to hear, you know, engage how you tell a story and you fumble through it, you know, I'm pretty forgiving. Like I can understand the first couple of questions, people are nervous, but if we're 15 minutes into the interview and you're still fumbling and grasping for a response, that shows me that you're not prepared. Um, so I would Hmm. say, you know, first of all, definitely practice, do your research on possible questions that could be asked of you and, um, prepare a response, you know, uh, things like, you know, tell me about yourself. They don't need to know. They're not asking that to know that you, you know, you have a dog and like you, you know, right. You have come from a big Italian family. Like they're not asking that for personal reasons. They want to hear how you right. succinctly tell, um, your career up to that point and then why you're there and you know, where you're looking to go forward. You know what's so funny? I feel like what I always do, <laughs> I always try to make the person laugh. Really? If I can make them laugh, I got it. Yeah. Well, you know why you do that? Because you're nervous. And so laughing releases, <laughs> releases that tension. Um, I think if you go, you know, if you go into it, one of the things that I did that completely changed how I felt about interviews was I just changed my mentality with, instead of looking at it like you're going to go be interrogated for an hour, instead think of it like, I'm a professional and I'm going in to have a conversation with another professional and they're going to ask me about, Mm -hmm. you know, what makes me good at my job and we're going to get to talk about our industry and just treat it like a conversation, you know, don't save all your questions for the end, 
ask them throughout. That way it becomes more of like a back and forth dialogue and it's much more comfortable, much more natural. Mm -hmm. I think another good tip is um, what I did was before this job, I'm going (laughs) to laugh. (laughs) I think that if somebody, if one of your coworkers is always praising you and stuff, especially through mm-hmm. email or whatever the case may be, always print yeah. that out because one of the questions that I got asked was, what would your coworker mm. say about you? And I was like, boom. I pulled out mm. like three different things from three different people and I think that was it. Like, sealed the deal. sealed it. Because at least people know or let the person know that you're trying to work for it, that you are easy to get along with. People do like you and they value you as a coworker. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I actually know somebody that did that as well. He was in sales and he actually printed out um, client uh, responses and thank yous and cards. That mm-hmm. he, said. he brought all of that because, you know, you have to understand from our end, like as a representative of a company, it's kind of hard to take people these days at their word. Um, to a certain extent, yeah. you can kind of, you know, suss out when someone is just completely full of it. And they don't have the skills necessary Mm -hmm. to the job. But then on the other hand, it's like, you really, like, some people are good at, like, just lying. And, you you know, you there is a bit of apprehension when you're interviewing someone trying to figure out, can you actually handle this? Or do you just present really well? Um, So if you can bring in, you know, evidence to show that you, you know, are good at your job, then by all means, that's, yeah, a great idea. Um, what are some questions a candidate should ask during an interview? Because I know at the end of each interview, you can be like, okay, you have any questions? And, you, and I can be like, no. You should always ask questions. Um, because it shows that you're genuinely trying to envision yourself there. It shows that you are actually curious about the company and the job. Um, by saying, you know, no, I don't have any questions. It's like, okay, well, uh, thanks. See you later. And it kind of just, yeah, really? yeah, you should definitely ask questions at the end of an interview because, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. You need to also figure right. out, is this going to be a good fit for me? Um, and the only way you can do that is by, you know, asking them, you know, kind of the particulars of the job. And um, I would say, you know, one question that I like to ask, um, if this is something where, you know, it's kind of uncommon, but if the interview went really well, I like to ask, is there anything about my, you know, skills or, you know, gives you cause for concern or like pretty much just kind of trying to have a dialogue about, okay, so what do you think about me as a candidate? And um, what I like Mm. about it is that it it does kind of, uh, you know, put them on the spot to then gauge like how they feel about you. Like they can answer a little bit. I find that I get pretty honest answers about, um, you know, what they think about me now only ask this question if y'all feel like the interview yeah well yeah for sure. <laughs> I, there's a better way to word it i don't remember how i word it one time but um uh not so much concern but like anything that you would have liked to see or something on my resume that you don't see and then that kind of gives you the chance to jump in there and you know talk about maybe they say oh well you know it does you do look a little green in this area like a little inexperience with this it gives you a chance to like kind of jump in there and say, well, I do, you know, actually have experience with, you know, this other thing that would, you know, help out. And I'm glad you brought that up. So I know one thing that me and you talk about is negotiating yeah. about salary. Um, how important? Extremely important. You should always do it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert negotiator. I'm not. Um, I don't have a lot of experience negotiating, but I'm very well researched because 
was, I had an experience with my last job uh, where this was about six years ago. Um, this is where I was going to interview with a luxury watch company, uh, which was a real step up at the time. And I made a pretty like basic mistake uh, due to age and inexperience, mm-hmm. which was that I was honest about what I made to the penny. Oh, Did not wow. inflate that at all. And of course, there's a, and this is where you lie. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there is a really big variance uh, between where I was coming from and this new Fifth Avenue job. So for mm. that reason, I started out a full $6 lower than people that I was working right alongside. Yeah. Wow. And it was only because my manager, you know, thankfully really saw a lot of potential and really liked me. Um, that she gave me just phenomenal raises. And so I was able to catch up after about two and a half years. But that is still money that I left on the table because I, again, made that misstep. So this next time that I was, you know, looking to leave, um, I told myself I'm going to negotiate no matter what and they are going to move that number. I don't care. Even if the first offer that they give me is what I was looking for, I am getting something more because it wasn't just about, you know, whatever the number was it was about what that would mean for my self-esteem. And I think this is one thing that you have to keep in mind, especially as a woman, um, you know, that we, we have all these great qualities um, as far as like humility. We're very workable. We want to be liked. We don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. Reliable. Some of those qualities though, really shoot you in the foot when it comes time to negotiate because you don't want to step on anyone's toes. And you think that, you know, if you do ask for more, there's fear about, you know, coming across, um, like, you know, who does she think she is? Or, um, you know, you're worried about maybe the job offer being rescinded. That's not going to happen. It's not, they want you, they made you the job offer. The worst they can say is no. So I think first and foremost, if you're going to go in and negotiate, you need to get rid of that attitude. Um, you need to also keep in mind that companies expect you to negotiate these days. Um, if you don't negotiate, you actually end up looking a bit naive, uh, and you're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, setting the stage for them to perhaps take advantage of you in other ways later on when you do get the right. job. So, uh, I would say that, uh, as far as negotiating goes, you need to, uh, make an effort every single time because, you know, and every, every time that you try is a win, even if you don't maybe get the end number that you wanted, um, you know, the fact that you tried and you're just edging yourself a little bit closer uh, is a win. Do you think that um, hiring managers look at the fact, let's say if I was with a company mm-hmm. for a year and then I moved to another company because obviously I want to yeah. make more money. Is that, is that an issue? Or is it like a red no, flag? No, uh, not necessarily. If your entire career has been jumping after a year, then yes, that's a red flag. Um, that is definitely something right. that I've seen on people's resumes and have been like, okay, what's going on here? Um, you need to, I think if you can, if you can put in time with, uh, what's time I would say at least like two years, um, or more. Mm -hmm. Like I, I put in, I think a year with my first job, two and a half with my second and then five with the last one that I had, um, which is a pretty good stretch, especially for retail. Uh, so not everyone can do, you know, five years, obviously, but I think if you can stick it out for two years, that looks good. And that looks pretty stable. Yeah. Right. But why do you think that 
candidates can't just be honest and be like, and especially not in yeah. that verbiage, but just be like, my boss is crazy. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted more money and I deserve this much because I bring this much to the table. You know, I really wish that we could be more transparent. It would make things a lot easier. But, right. Because why do, uh, why do we do all this Because fluff? it's a game. It's a game. And, know, you know, know, everyone is presenting, like, a version of, you know, a heightened version of themselves. Um, you know, no one's going in there. Well, you shouldn't be going in there and being like, hey, what's going on? What's up, y'all? Um, you know, it should <laughs> be. It, it is, in a certain way, like, very, like, prim and proper. And, you know, you're, like, kind of, you know, on your best behavior. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know what? at the end of the day, that does kind of show that you are diplomatic, I think, is probably why you can't yeah. just be blunt. Because if you can be diplomatic with them and come up with a really polished answer, um, that shows that, you know, the same the same way you are with them is how you're going to be with clients, let's say. You know, you're going to be able mm-hmm. to kind of, uh, you know, navigate around difficult clients and, you know, you're going to be able to kind of represent the company as opposed to just coming in there and it's just your personality and that's all you have to give. Yeah. What is some advice you would give to someone who wants to partake in a certain career path with Mm. no experience? Well, because how are you supposed to start something if nobody will hire you? Um, Experience is definitely important. um, But there are people that will give you a shot. uh, And I think think I think that just comes down to um at you know your attitude how you present in the interview um you know showing mm-hmm. that you have an eagerness showing that you have the right energy showing that you're willing to learn uh you do have to kind of start a little bit lower and then work your way up um so mm. for example you know that might look like you're an intern uh for a time and then that transitions into a paid job um it's it is difficult, but everyone's got to start somewhere. So, you know, obviously there are people out there doing it. Um, I guess it depends on the career path that you want. Like for myself, right. I'm in a really good position now. But like I said, you know, starting whatever you can get, I started out folding clothes and I put in time. Um, that's the other thing. Like your career doesn't happen overnight. You have to be willing to put in the time. Would you hire somebody that wants to work for you but don't have no um, oh, luxury absolutely. experience? Because um, I didn't come from luxury and, you know, mm. someone gave me a shot uh, because I presented really well and, um, you know, it was mm-hmm. in the interview that they could see I had all of the raw materials. So I, I think that... Yeah, there. I, I definitely would give somebody a shot because it's not you, you got to start somewhere, and I think people know that. Right. Um, especially if you're a little bit younger, they're going to be obviously more forgiving. Um, but you know, if someone has all of, I I can see if someone has all of the ingredients that are needed to succeed. It it's all comes down to I think their attitude. They have to be workable. Mm-hmm. You got to present as humble. And you got to show that you are, again, have an eagerness for the work. And Mm. last but not least, what is some advice you would give to our listeners that's looking for a new job? Uh, Well, I would, it's hard hard out out there. there. (laughs) 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 
it is. It's hard out there, but you know what? It's a numbers game. Um, just, I would say, open yourself up to as many opportunities as possible. Send out as many resumes as possible. Again, tailor your resumes um, to each position and also network with people. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and network, network across. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times people want to network with the execs. But it's actually the assistants that, yeah, that's making absolutely. shit happen. And, you know, just have a dialogue also with people that you work alongside and kind of their experiences. You know, I've learned so much about, like, negotiating and, um, you know, what companies pay and, uh, you know, what you should expect in the interview process just from having conversations with my current colleagues. Um, so I think, you know, right. people are very tight-lipped these days, especially about, like, you know, how much money they make or, like, sharing their experiences. Right. And, at the end of the day, that's only hindering us. I think, especially as women, we should, you know, we should have like our, yeah, have our own network. Each other. And, yeah. um, you know, help each other get this money. And speaking of money, don't forget to lie. Don't forget to lie. <laughs> yes, definitely, Pat. <laughs> so that's actually good. You know, now let me get into that really quick, though. Um, be realistic. Do not. Yeah, now if you make fifty k, yeah, don't say on. you made hundred k. You you do need to pad it. I would say <laughs> by like. I know extra. Have you? That is generous. Um, how much have I done? Yeah, oh really? I think I did like ten to fifteen, but not twenty. Oh, I do an extra twenty thousand because you gotta think about it. You gotta set. You have your low number. We have mm-hmm. the number that you're making, right? And then you have the number that you really, that you are set up for. And then you have the number that you really right. want. So if I know if I can't get the high number, I definitely go for a number mm. in between. But we're talking about, yeah, but we're talking about when they're asking you how much you currently make, which by the way, they're not supposed to ask yeah. you anymore in New York. It's actually illegal in the interview process for them to ask you that. Um, but they, mm-hmm. it still comes up. I, I think in terms of negotiating, yes, you should ask way higher than your end number. Oh, I lie about how much I make. Yeah. No, you're supposed, much, to, I, yeah, so you're supposed to lie, lie about, about how much you make. Right. But I wouldn't go like 20K above. I was like 10K. We were like, oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, because you, you know what it is? Because I feel like these companies, like, yeah. I'm a hard worker. And I know everybody thinks they're a hard worker, but like, you know, you really work hard. And a lot of times, especially when you work in retail, because mm-hmm. I work in retail too you know, you really put a yeah. lot of hours in. So it's like, and then sometimes you do more than one job and it's yeah. a lot of work. So I feel like people they will, will try to play you. They will. And, then we and they'll always t- lowball you with the first offer. And yeah, and it could be with the the best companies out there in the world. Someone's talking yeah, about them. Yeah, and you know, the thing about negotiating is like that is your <laughs> one shot to really bump yourself up into that next pay bracket because you are not going to see that money once you get the job and in the raises it's they people give bullshit raises these days yeah and oh, like girl and never tie yourself <laughs> to the promise of a bonus like if a company says oh well there's bonuses yeah. oh okay great uh that doesn't mean anything because bonuses are very subjective it's like all based on performance it's bullshit so you know right. when it comes to negotiating if they come at you with the first offer Let's say if it's even like within five thousand dollars of what you want, you don't say, "Well, hey, I only want five thousand dollars more." You got to pad that by like ten to fifteen, and then they'll meet you in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because you have to think about health insurance. 
You got to think about, well, yeah. you live in New York, so you got to think about the transportation. Yeah. And there are other things that you can negotiate for as well. If they can't meet you on salary because, you know, hey, some companies have vacation. Right, you can get more vacation for yourself. I think, you know, the number one mm-hmm. thing to keep in mind when you're out there and, you know, especially in the negotiating process is you cannot afford to leave money on the table because life is long. Nah. And you do not know where you will be 10 to 20 years from now, what kind of, you know, financial burdens you will have upon you. So you really need to do everything that you can for yourself now and get that extra couple of thousand dollars a year or, you know, a couple bucks an hour, because at the end of the day, these companies can afford it. You cannot. Yeah. 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 Dead ass. Well, I think that was, a... first of all, I think we were on and on. <laughs> that was all over the place. We are pissed. <laughs> But no, because I think it's important, man. Because like, like I said, I, I feel like right now we live in a world everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, everybody wants yeah. to be on business and that. But I, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a nine to five and having a flourishing right. career. So, but I think that in the midst of you having a career, like don't let people no. take advantage of you because they will if you give them the chance. Burn yeah. you they out. They will burn you out. Yes, exactly. And I think that we need to share, you know, just share some little, give some little love to the people who do have a nine to five and careers. Because I mean. People are doctors mm-hmm. and lawyers, and uh, those type of people make the world go around. So, yeah. so on that note, guys, if you have any questions, if you're looking for a job, you think my my friend <laughs> can hire you. <laughs> uh, you have any advice, comments? Please email me at hello at theprofessionalhomegirl.com. And until next time, guys, later. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.